Hello everyone and welcome to Aussie Techheads. It's another episode, another week. It's episode 509 and it's the 10th of November 2016. You can hear us on the TuneIn Radio, of course, at AussieTechRadio.com for all the instructions. And, or you can just get the TuneIn Radio app on any platform and search for Aussie Tech Radio. It's not just us, it's, uh, it's a few other tech podcasts from Australia and New Zealand that just go wall to wall, 24-7, back to back. So uh, new episodes every Friday. Find us on Facebook.com uh, slash AussieTechheads or youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. And the other shows that you may want to find is the Aussie Max Zone, Obsidian Loft and Old Fart Geeks when they get off the old old fart lounge to, to do more episodes. And, of course, the Aussie Tech Security. Whoopie-doos. All right. Now, have we got a show for you this week? we got uh, we got uh, Jace back and uh, a special guest. So let's talk to Jace and then we'll see what he's up to. Then we'll introduce our guest for this week. Hi, Jace. How you going? How's it going, dude? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, been good? Yeah, not too bad. Just well, plotting on the usual same old stuff with work and everything. Oh, yes. Fighting spam. Yes, fight good. the spam. Good stuff. They give you a shield? They should. Uh, we make the shields <laughs> by hand. Excellent. And also now uh, we are joined by Steve, developer Steve, Stephen Cooper. How are you doing, Steve? Hello. Good. Hello. Oh, it's great to see you in uh, nice high-definition NBN this time. <laughs> I thought I'd have good connections for you this time. Oh, that's very good. So um, now let's uh, let's catch up with Steve and see what he's been up to. Uh, what have you been up to? Last I heard, well, you've been at PayPal slash Braintree, then at Zero, and I think you've got something else going on in your life. What's happened? Yeah, so I uh, I clicked over. Oh, I've done over four hundred fifty thousand kilometers in the last two and a half years. That was uh, with PayPal Braintree, and then. Onto zero, both as a, an evangelist, so out and out, and out in developer communities, hackathons and conferences and all sorts of fun things. Oh. Did over a hundred hundred talks, and I thought, you know what, it's time to go and build build some cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, taken a CTO job up in uh, fintech in uh, in Brisbane. Oh, sunny Queensland, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> way to go. Yeah. Now, what's what? Where are you moving to? What's the company? Uh, Snip, so S N I I P dot com. All right, now look, I've got a. I can show everyone a web page who's watching the video. Now, what Snip S N I I P? So if you Google that, you'll get there. It's probably now. Is it just as easy as it is as easy as S N I I P dot com? <laughs> so that's nice and easy. <laughs> now, what, what Snip? Can you tell us a, a, just an overview of what it is? Basically, digital wallet. So you're able to pay um, well in predominantly in Queensland at the moment, but be able to pay uh, all your council bills and rates and whatnot using a round QR code, basically on the bottom of, of the the government bills. Um, right. Just using the app, using digital your, your digital wallet, so PayPal or credit card, whatever whatever you want to hook up. Okay, nice. So, okay, so the easiest way, let me see if I can find one of these QR codes. So, okay, so the bills are going to come out with a, a, a circular QR code on it, I believe. And, uh, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, and just hold your phone up to it. I can't find one on the webpage there, but you hold your phone up to it and it um, pays the bill. How does yeah, that? Yeah, hang on, I can get you another article that has it. Um, yeah, it makes yeah, nice, seamless user experience. Um, yeah, councils love it because it makes it easier for people to, to Here we go. pay rates. <laughs> yeah, how good is that? So, uh, so what was the, I suppose, the, 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 uh, the blank spot in the market was what? Just the ease of, of paying bills, I guess. Because like, we've got BPay and uh, whatever else we've got, direct credit and credit cards. But this is going yeah, to three-step. Yeah. Um, no, even with BPay though, like you've 
you've still got to you ring a number or you go to a website and you need a few different numbers to be able to put in to be able to pay it whereas this uh, all seamless so scan the code select your payment method and payment happens right um, those, those customer numbers like 10 digits you got to make sure you get it right one mistake and you're paying somebody else's bill right yeah and then you got to try and claim it back where um you know this it's all automated. You can get bills sent straight into the app, so you can get reminders. Like you can set set up auto auto pays and stuff. So, yeah, a lot, lot less friction. Yeah, right. That, that sounds pretty good. And uh, when do you start up there? Twenty uh, eighth November. So heading up to Ooh, nice. Kingdom Hack, uh, Wollongong, and then uh, yeah, heading up there to uh, to start working with the team. Oh, that's right. So tell us about uh, their Kingdom Hack. You better give us a brief overview of what a Kingdom Hack is as well. And uh, and that's in, in Wollongong, down the good old Gong. And what's what's happening down there? Uh, so we're running our first one there. Basically, something we set up early in the year, I teamed up with um, uh, some of the other um, uh, hackathon organizers to run um, something similar to what I was running previously, um, Battle Hack. I think I came on here la- uh, yeah. last year and talked about it. Yes. Yeah, last year. With the big, the big um, axes yeah. and everything you had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one. Um, so that uh, that unfortunately did stop. But yeah, I wanted to keep that level of event happening um, happening in in Australia. So teamed up with some of the local um, hackathon organisers, and yeah, this is our our first one. But we're planning to run a, a few more through through the country next year. Right. So no, I've been to one. Not that I'm a coder or anything. I just went to have a bit of a look at it. it was a Gov hack I went to <laughs> up here on the Gold Coast, and. Yep. So, yeah, so the government supplied just, I suppose, just all these chunks of just data and uh, and it was the prizes went to the person that could make the most most sensible app or way of aggregating this data to the most sensible, easy-to-use way uh, in an app or a software. So with, yep. yeah, Kingdom Hack, uh, where it, where's the data come from? Is it like a, are you guys given some data or you just got to just make something, anything, or how does that work down there? Yeah, um, we don't. Yeah, unlike GovHack, we don't uh, have uh, government data or stuff on on hand to, to give everyone to play with. But uh, yeah, it's uh, twenty four hours. Build something cool, uh, and then at the end of it, present to a panel of judges, and they pick a winner. And there's all sorts of prizes up for grabs. I think first prize uh, at six thousand dollars. Um for the, for the winning team, there's different house categories, so uh, design and. Um, different ones for um, you know, user experience and mobile and yeah. Right now, now what happens to the to the apps? Are they generally mostly apps? Are they that are that are made? Um, so apps, it could be web app or a mobile app or um, uh, IoT, so Internet of Things. So oh, yeah, um, so, yeah I've seen all sorts of IoT things come out of various hacker songs, including alcohol mixes you, you, know, you control through with your phone, or yeah, there's all sorts of things that you see. <laughs> I saw. I saw, I think it was one of the news stories this week, uh, there's a little device, computer device or something that's the fastest thing that has ever solved a Rubik's Cube or <laughs> something like that. Like, who thinks of these things? I, w- I went to... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, that's that's the thing with these hackathons. Like, you never know what you're going to see come out and generally um, you'll have, um, you know, students bringing all sorts of new ideas and that'll mix with some of the more experienced devs who sort of can take the idea and help them build it out. So, mm. I mean, for students way to be able to to hone those hone those new skills and you know, pick up new ones as yeah. you mentioned all the all the networking and whatnot so yeah, yeah it'd be a huge weekend yeah right so it goes like just what day night for what friday saturday night friday saturday sunday night uh, saturday sunday right oh night pizza 
Um, <laughs> no, we try to steer away from doing too much because um, it kind of becomes that stereotypical, you know, hackathons pizza, developer pizza thing. So right. uh, we, I think we have got pizza on the late night snack menu. Oh, Take right. <laughs> okay, good stuff. Um, Jace, what do you think about the hackathons? Have you ever gone to or in, in partaken in one or anything like that? Uh, no, I've read about them. Um, I haven't done any hackathons, just like a 48-hour uh, game uh, programming challenge or something like that. I've been in a couple of those. That was fun. Right. Yeah, okay, cool. And um, how's, the, how's the iMessage stickers going? Going good? No way. <laughs> I think that's dead for now. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, they're great. I've got the kids on them. They love them. And yeah, but nobody will want Halloween stickers for another year. <laughs> no, they don't care. They just stick stickers everywhere. <laughs> My phone keeps going off and I'll just go, oh, I can't handle this. All right. Um, yeah, all right. Cool, cool. So, okay. So, look, there's been plenty of news around this week. I think unlike last week, where it was a bit soft, a bit light on. But I do have a story coming up that's probably to do with... Uh, well, I'll, I might do this one first because it's got something to do with uh, where Steve's... Well, you know, it may be a competitor to what Steve's up to. So, do, oh, so do, Steve, do you think that this story is about Apple Pay? Do you, do you see Apple Pay from a SNP point of view? Do you think they'd be a competitor? Uh, they're actually integrated into... Hey, <laughs> oh, okay. so, right, right. Um, Android Pay too. <laughs> right, so, how, so what does... Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, how does what does that mean? So, you scan your QR code, and if you've got the yeah. Apple Pay, it'll just pay it automatically from the Apple yeah. Pay accounts. From right. Digital wallet. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, this particular story here is uh, that the Apple Pay is expanding in Australia to thirty-one new small banks. Uh, so, Cuscal, which I think looks after all the credit unions. So they're going to enable PayPal, uh, yeah, for the likes of Teachers Mutual Bank, My State Credit Union, Defence Bank, Australian Unity, etc., etc. So I think at the moment you can only get Apple Pay for American Express in Australia, and is it a maybe ANZ Visa? I'm not too sure, but I know it's American Express. Um, but yeah, what happens to the other banks? You might you might be asking, why isn't everyone else on board? Well, I'll tell you because. They, they told me <laughs> instead. Uh, Westpac, NAB, the Commonwealth Bank and Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, they're all pushing the ACCC to let them all get together in a nice little huddle to pressure Apple into opening up the NFC chip on its iPhones. Well, good luck to, good luck there. I don't think that's going to happen. Do you think, do you think the, uh, Steve, do you think that the ACCC can apply pressure to Apple to open that up? Mm, I think it's more Apple going to be going. Well, I mean, and that's, it's actually, it was interesting seeing um, Apple sort of get more of a presence in Australia under its own terms, just through consumers wanting to use it. And it, just another clear sign of, you know, they want that frictionless payment to be able to set up and the big four is digging in, doing what the big four do. And yeah, Apple's, Apple's going to stand its ground. And rightly so, like, you know, yeah. the big four of such a stranglehold on, on the Australian market for so long, it's about time it gets opened up. Yeah, now one of the main reasons I think they all want to bandy together and that they're, uh, that they're pushing back against uh, the Apple Pay is because they also, they also they want to be able to pass on the costs of using Apple Pay to the customers, which is us, but uh, Apple is currently restricting that in its terms and conditions. So, uh, mm. so I guess... Yeah, they're just they're trying to push for an open Apple to make it open source or you know little little way in there. The banks argue that Apple's refusal to open the NFC chip for banks to run digital wallets on its phones is anti-competitive. No, oh, boo hoo! I reckon. 
Coles, uh, Coles as well, and the nation and the retail lobby lent their voices to the bank's fight. The ACCC ruling on this request is expected really, really soon. So I'll have to uh, stay uh, eyes open on that one. That's uh, yeah, really, really soon. But I don't know. So you're an Apple person, Steve, aren't you? Uh, I've got both. I've got Apple and Android, just because I can't decide. Right. <laughs> so what do you what do you mean? So each, each what you got carry two on you all the time. Uh, yes. <laughs> you need one of those, you know those hats they used to have where they had the two beer cans in it and you had the straw, so you got a bit from each can? You need a hat yeah. with the two phones in it or something. Yeah. <laughs> so you can around the two. Cool one stuff. Android and one Apple. There you go. There you go. See, everyone, everyone's doing it now. Got to do it. It's the I cl- use Android Pay for everything these days. Yeah, right, right. No dramas? No, just scan it on um, whatever. I'm also using the StoCard app so I can put my flybys card and stuff like that into the app so I never need to carry all these cards around. So between the two of those, I can pay with the phone and then open the app and scan the flybys barcode with the phone and you don't need to take your wallet even, really. Right. So when you pay via the pay, the Apple Pay or, or your Google, whatever you call it, Google Pay. Android uh, Pay, yeah. So obviously, like we've got this tap and go. So at Google Pay is similar to tap and go, but does it just just allow you to purchase more in the say tap and go sequence? It's Do just I- exactly the same as having a, a chip credit card. Right, yeah. you just do PayWave on yep. there, and um, it it just pretends that it's that. You can put on whatever card you want. I'm with Ing. So I put my Ing credit card, oh, my Ing debit card on there, actually. Mm. And then uh, when it comes to the terminal, instead of pulling out a credit card, you just wake up your phone, stick it on there, and it goes bleep. Now, how did you go, because you mentioned this debit card, so is it like a Visa debit card? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because you, yeah, you were looking into, or you were, was it you that was after the, uh, the credit card that didn't have the overseas processing fee? Was that you? Um, I did have one of those. Bankwest had um, no overseas processing fee, but I had a problem with them in that the company I work for is overseas, so I get an international money transfer for my pay once a month, and then they were charging me $10 to receive money into my mm, account. And I right. rang them up. I said, why are you charging me to get money? And they're like, oh, that's just something we do. And I said, well, can you stop doing it? They're like, no. I said, okay. I rang up Ing. Because um, our old mate Will was with them. Yep. And um, he said they don't do that. So I rang him up and I said, You sure you don't do that? They said, Yeah, there's, we don't really? have any reason to charge you for getting money. Mm. So oh, yes. Um, yes. I said, okay, I'm going to move all of my bank account across to Ing. Plus, he gave me a referral code. So we both got $75 each. Oh, how good yeah, that's yeah. I did that when I transferred over as well. That is a good deal. Yeah, how'd you go, Steve? Like with because you're traveling around the world uh, all the time. So with all the credit card fees, was that a problem for you, or you just um, hang it? No, I, I had magical PayPal credit cards, so that wasn't oh. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, um, with within whatever uh, bank charge you get for using somebody else's ATM, they refund that to you. Right. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I got that as well. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're only online. They don't have any ATMs or branches or anything, so you have to use. Commonwealth or St George or Westpac or whatever, they say, "Oh, we're going to charge you three bucks to take out twenty dollars." Are you sure? And you're like, "Yes, please." And then you look on your account and it's got 
minus three dollars, then plus three dollars. Mm. No problem. Yeah, plus you get um, uh, money back for using tap and go as Not well. Not anymore. Oh, they they did stop it. Damn yeah, it. at the end of last month. <laughs> oh, that's no good. They did a survey and said people preferred the um, the three dollars back from using other banks' ATMs. I did care so much about the um, two percent oh. back for on everything. So. Hmm. And he still carries currency, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I do get the um, foreign charge because I got the I signed up with uh, Netflix before it came to Australia, so mine's te- technically a US Netflix account, so it gets charged through their US servers. So it ends up being about the same because the Australian tax anyway. So there's no point in me changing it. And I don't. I used VPN back then, but now the Australian Netflix store is not that bad as it was originally so i just use the australian one and it's a american account you can't change it you log on there and you're like i want to change my location and it goes server error please contact us <laughs> so like oh well stuff it i'm getting the australian one anyway yeah the, the fee is about the same so i just get a foreign transaction fee on the account every time my netflix goes out automatically i noticed uh, be- yeah sorry steve go I was going to say, you can still VPN, though. Yes, I could VPN. I had GetFlix for a while. That was really good. Oh, you just set up an Amazon AWS, the free tier. Yep, yep. Mm, I'll have to get into this. (laughs) 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 Um, That's that's if I really, really wanted something that was in the US Netflix that I don't have in the Australian one, but most of the stuff we watch is in the Australian one anyway these days. So Right. This one I ever used was the German one. The German one has so much unrestricted content. Yeah. But how do you how do you understand what they're saying? It's all in English. (laughs) You get a uh, get Siri on board. Don't you translate? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, all right. So, because um, another thing I noticed with uh, a couple of sites around the place these days, they're starting to charge you for PayPal fees and everything. Have you guys noticed that moving around the no. net? Like you get all of a sudden there's this 2.6 plus 30 cent fee if you play pay by PayPal. So, oh, they're just charging oh. on the PayPal fee. Yeah. Yes, I did have that because a friend of mine is doing the Movember raising money and um, it said... Um, you can pay via credit card or PayPal. And I was like, well, I want to do everything through PayPal. And they're like, cool, um, tick this box if you'd also like to pay our 53-cent PayPal processing fee. So instead of donating $25, mm. I donated $24.47 plus the 53 <laughs> made $25. <laughs> oh, you didn't want to pay? You said no. Well, I sort of did. <laughs> I did pay. I ticked the box, but I had to pay... I had to donate twenty four dollars and I thought donations. Yeah, I thought donations were free. Would make it a full. <laughs> I thought you could get away with donations, but I'll not. Um, now you could uh, say that, mate. Right. Yeah, no, I was going to do a pun. That's right. <laughs> now, now, um, I, before the show, you tell me you bought a little a, a, a device along the show. I saw Steve. Oh yeah. What do you got? Projector. Welcome to Aussie Techhead Show and Tell. That's it. Oh, it's a unit. What is uh, it? That's a screen. That's a projector. Projector. So little. You won't be able to. Oh wait, I can probably. Looks like it. a Raspberry Pi size thing. Hang on, it'll project onto the wall. Eventually, it's loading. Warming up. All right. So, so this little box. It's probably like the size of the Apple TV hockey puck there thing. There it's we go. Focus badly, but you know. Nice. Um, yeah, um, tiny little 
that little thing. I put the link in the in the chat thing too, if you want to. Okay, yeah, I'll put screen. it in the show notes. Uh, it does a uh, two meter screen in a full dark room at 1080p resolution. Nice. Pretty decent. But yeah, right. Is it transferring through Wi-Fi or something? No, no, um, has HDMI. Oh, okay. Um, and you can put in a memory card as well. Right. So how do you go? Um, and- how do you go? Like, say, can you use that to push movies up onto the wall? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Chromecast straight in the back, or just HDMI cable from a laptop or an Xbox. I've used it with Xbox. Oh yeah, and what's that thing called? I'll Google it, and we'll see if we can get a web page up. Um, what's, have... what's the um, SD card for then? If it's not to have the movie on that you're watching, uh, well, you can put it on USB or memory card as well. Oh, it can... can. It's got the codecs and stuff in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. What's it called, Steve? Um, so UNIC UC50. It's a thing that he put a link into Zoom at the start of the show for you. <laughs> oh, look! Yeah, like, a... Once so I have to look it up. Once I start Zoom, I don't touch anything. <laughs> We're professionals, damn it! <laughs> oh, that's right. We are professionals. Now, look here. We... Oh, yeah. Here we go. Where do you get it? Look like you get it at a few places. Where'd yeah, you... there's a bunch. Of... I got it from some site from in china and kind of crossed my fingers that it was going to arrive actually i paid with paypal just in case it didn't and i could put in the claim um <laughs> so, insurance yes that's right uh, yeah that's it so look like this is i've just locked onto the amazon uh, website and for those of you on the on the just the ears only it's a yeah unic uc 50 hd mini projector home theater cinema projector Blah, blah, blah. Google that. You'll soon find one. So Amazon's got it at $138. I guess that'd be US dollars by the look of it. Yeah. You can you can usually get them for about 120 US, depending. Yeah. And I know the dollar's not too... Oh, it's probably better now, but um, it kind of fluctuates around. I think I got this one for like 170 Australian with postage. Right. And, and so... Yeah, so you, you've used it, and in like say your work environment, that's that's sturdy, robust, goes pretty good. Yeah, I've used it at um, conferences as well to project onto the side of booth walls. Just have a, a couple of you know promo videos on a USB, plug it straight in. It has a USB power cable, to plug straight into. Yeah, power. okay. Yeah, um, right. And then also, um, yeah, bedroom wall, watch movies, watch movies on the roof. You know, wherever you need it. <laughs> right. So, how does you how do you get the sound out of it? Like, say, if you're watching a movie, can you get the, yeah. the sound? You can get so the, the yeah. Best config I've ever had. I actually bought a um, Bluetooth audio headphone jack, so I could uh, stream to a Bluetooth uh, speaker as well. Um, mm. it doesn't overly do too well. It has a speaker built in. It's oh, it's pretty crap. Um, the best configuration I've got is you hook this up to a uh, HDMI from a laptop and then run the speaker f- from the laptop. Right. And yeah. that's probably the best, and best setup. Yeah, right. That's all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good little pickup. You get a lot of little uh, gems, don't you, from around around the place? There's a... Where's my phone? I've got this app on my phone, and it just sends me through, like, just stuff every now and then. I'll find what the app is. Hang on. Is it just called Geek, I think? Is that the one? Geek. Hang on. Come on. Oh, I think Geek. Yes, and just got just products that just pop up, and they're relatively like really cheap. I don't know about the quality, but what have we got here? We've got uh, yeah, um, that can be a bit pop up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what have we got here. I can't, I can't do it that fast. Okay, so what are these things? Waterproof outdoor military rucksacks, 
tactical backpack sports, camping, hiking, trekking, fishing, hunting. Oh, excellent. Now, <laughs> how much is this? Oh, it doesn't say. No, I'm saying how easy this is to use. Here we go. $19. There you go. Let's find something a bit more. Oh, what are these? Christmas trees. Hot cake, home and garden, steel step cone, titanium drill bit. Oh, they're drill bits, not Christmas trees. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, what's that up called? Geek. Here's, so here's a, a new one that I've, I've just ordered because I wanted a little gaming controller. These little, um, I've put a link into the chat, but they're, a, um, they're only 12 bucks. Oh, yeah? They're um, basically a Bluetooth little mini control pad for uh, laptops or phones or whatever. Yeah, I wanted something sort of gadgety. Well, I'll put... Uh... Does that, if I go there, can I get that link up? All right, well, I'll put those links in the show notes anyway. All right, Let, yeah, let's um, let's move on to something. Jace, what have you, have you got any stories to enlighten us with, fill our brains with? Yeah, I had this really cool one about Apple Pay, but we'll skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll talk about the Humble Block Jam Bundle. Mojang has teamed up with a bunch of developer buddies to create games and raise money for charity. 100% of the proceeds will go towards Block by Block, an initiative which funds public spaces around the world. Residents use Minecraft to help influence the designs. The block jam will include loads of Mojang developers, a Microsoft team based in Seattle, Oxi Game Studio, Grapefruit, and Ludosity. Everyone is going to make games and then you get to play them. It's win-win for everyone involved. Exactly how many games there are and precisely how much fun each one is has not yet been confirmed. We're planning to live stream development on their website of humblebundle.com. If you prefer to concentrate on individual development team, follow the progress on their individual streams. All games will be DRM free, which platforms and system requirements each one will have is up to the developers. So stay tuned to find out. There is no catch, watch the streams, donate to charity and play some games. So this was, is this from Humble, but I'm just trying to find a little web page on it. So this is- Yep, humblebundle.com slash block jam dash bundle. Oh, hang on. That's that uh, humble bundle dot com slash block jam hyphen bundle bundle let's see if that works probably not i think i spelled bundle as in the town oh not there it is oh yes i did okay bundle oh who knows <laughs> i can't find it humble bundle let's go humble bundle so this is one of will's favorite little places isn't it he's always on the he's always on the uh, humble bundle so there's a few things there yeah. Yeah. Are you into the Humble Bundle, Steve? Yeah, I've bought a few things from there. Yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah, I haven't got... That's mainly... I sent through a link in um, Zoom. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes then. <laughs> See the block jam bundle at the top of that screen you were just on that you can click? Hang on. Block jam. Right. Uh, Down. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Let's have a look what this is all about. Yay! Yeah, there it is. Oh, the video's not playing. <laughs> it's going to play. Yep, yeah, all right, there it is. So if you're into that sort of stuff, go and do that. Yeah, cool. Now, um, look, maybe, uh, look, I've, I've found this little story. Maybe this was, uh, was this where you uh, go looking for your job, Steve, in Facebook? Facebook takes on LinkedIn with, oh, there's the video. Hang on, let's pause that. <laughs> Face. <laughs> yeah, what do please? Facebook uh, is, yeah, it looks like it might be launching a uh, job-seeking section on its little Facebooky page. So I think, it, was it TechCrunch? They've, they've seen the little jobs 
um, section or tab on the left-hand side of their Facebook page, and it's been revealed that it's testing a feature that would allow page administrators to create jobs and receive applications from candidates. So um, Facebook said that based on behaviour we've seen, based on behaviour we've seen on Facebook, where many small businesses post about their job openings on their page, we're running a test for page admins to create job postings and receive applications from candidates. No, oh, good stuff. So it looks like Facebook is starting to get. I don't know. They're just trying a few things, aren't they? Like, but why? Why yeah. is you keep hearing that Twitter's dying? Like, and because they can't monetize. Is what? What's your take on that, Steve? Do you think Twitter's dying? Uh, it's interesting because, yeah, they've had troubles monetizing, like a lot of troubles monetizing. Like they tried the whole ads thing and oh, it kind of did okay. I don't mm. think it got the uh, you know, noise they wanted, but um, I don't think it's dying. It's got a lot of usability. I think they just need to work out what they need to do to actually make money. Right. So what is the problem with that, that ads just scroll past and away too fast? Is that well, yeah, unlike um, Facebook, like Facebook's multi-dimensional surges, so they you know they've got a got a jobs tab down. You know, it obviously is something they're just trying out. But um, Twitter's two-dimensional, like it's flat. Mm. It's it's a streaming, you know, timeline. Like there's no there's no you know pages to click. There's no groups or anything. Um, yeah, the hashtags kind of add dimension to that, but it's something they haven't really looked at monetizing yet. Well, are, are you a are you a Twitter user? Big time, yeah. I just clicked over 4,000 users. Oh, wow. 4,000 followers. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, good time. So what app do you use on your iOS? Do you use an iOS app to use Twitter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got, uh, well, I've got Twitter, my Twitter app on iOS and Android. Um, yeah, I just use the standard straight-up Twitter app. I always, always like that. Yeah, because I'll tell you, like, I don't know. It must be just me, but I think it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> because in the way well, I used to have TweetDeck and it's all appeared all right, and then I thought it was going all right, and then one day I thought, oh, um, just recently I want to try and find like I look up someone, but I want to find what other people are saying to them, but I yeah. can't do that. Uh, Can you I be yeah. able to do a search for like at Aussie Tech Heads in the search field? You put the at sign there, and it'll show all the tweets that people are sending to that person. Right. I was using Echofon for a long time, but I just downloaded Twitterific today to try out on my iPad. How's that work? Pretty good. It's free. Terrific. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I don't know. I've been trying to find out. I don't know. I just wanted to find out if people are getting my tweets. And I thought, oh, let me go to their page and let me try and look for them. So if they've come you know, up on the page, I'm like, oh, I've got to work it out. Anyway, now I know. Good stuff. I still get <laughs> I still get your paperly notifications. But yeah, usually it's got me tagged. In. <laughs> yeah, I get tagged every now and then. I did today. <laughs> yeah, 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 we both did today. Both of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now uh, at least we know Glenn's listening, even if nobody else is. <laughs> well, or, or his paperly bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, Adobe is is one for all everyone. One for Will, actually. Hi, Will. How's he? How you going? Oh, but apparently Will's going to be trying hard to be here next week on the show. <laughs> so I think his his computer's still apart. Is that what he, he said? Is that try hard? 
I can't. Remember. Is that what? Is that what's happened? Jace, his computer's still apart. He's trying to get it all sorted. Yeah, he said he might get his laptop up and going soon, but he hasn't put his computer together. It's all in bits and pieces in boxes around the house, and just been too busy with work and the new baby and everything. So yeah, we'll have to get him even. Uh, I don't know what his internet's like these days, but with this Zoom that we're using now instead of Skype, you can just do that on your mobile. He might be able to do that as well. Yes. He have He has in the end now, though, doesn't he? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just doing something up. And then he just moved to a place that may or may not have NBN. Oh, hasn't he sorted that? I thought he'd sorted that out. Know. All right. Well, anyway, the story for Will. Adobe is now about to charge GST for uh, Australian customers. So the pricing will go up starting next month. So even, lo- even though the laws don't come into effect until 1st of July 2017. So... So we already pay three times as much as the rest of the world for Adobe products, but don't worry, we're going to put a tax on it as well. Remember, there was that time when it was, uh, some, I don't know, some, some, someone come out and said it was cheaper for them to fly to LA, buy the Adobe suite and fly back than it was to buy yeah. in Australia. CS, CS5, I think it was. Yeah, you could fly over there, purchase it and fly back. So, uh, yes, so Adobe informed customers of the pricing change this week via email and on its website. Uh, it said starting the December 1st, 2016, Adobe will begin to charge 10% GST on all goods and services to our customers in Australia. Your next bill on or after this date will reflect the new tax rate. Note that this change does not affect the base price of your product. So why, my question, first of all, after reading that, was why are they starting in December if they, if they don't have... Because yeah. why? Profit. But surely they're not keeping it. They're not keeping it. Oh, the... no, they would never do that. <laughs> no, I, no, I cannot believe it. I won't believe it. Are you? Do you reckon how can, they how would? How can you pay a tax that the government is not charging you until next year and then go, yeah, we just backdated everyone. Here's a ton of money that we collected for you. You're welcome, government. <laughs> but if... <laughs> oh, come on. If they're, if they're going to charge... GST from December 1, but they don't have to pay it until July 2017. They'd have to still pass that on. They can't charge you a tax and not pay it, surely. No. No. That, that wouldn't be very honest at all, would it? No, it wouldn't be. But I think this is probably the one of the, the first of many to come, I think. I think GST is going to be everywhere because the government yep. wanted under... Yeah, because it used to be over $1,000, now they want it under $1,000. So yeah, because yeah. Australian companies want to pay triple the price anyway, and if you can buy it cheaper from US, then they're not going to get their mega profits and buy another racehorse for next year, so mm. therefore, do it more mm. profit. Mm. Now, uh, Steve, did you have any stories, or are you, are you just happy to um, comment on what we've brought up? No, no, I'm just here for the ride. But yeah. just on that Adobe uh, thing, I think there's actually a good opportunity for someone to be buying things for people in the US. Right. Because it's all geo-locked to their cards. So if you try inputting an Australian card in with an American address, for example, to buy something from, say, Adobe, they know that the credit card is based in Australia and therefore you're paying tax. If you've got an American card, you're not paying tax. Well state sales tax depending where you are which is less than 10 percent and american also get you can also get temporary credit card numbers transfer money into and they'll generate a temporary credit card number that only works for one thing and then you can buy it on us store and then 
But what about those like uh, traveller's cards? I've got one of those traveller's cards. Oh, yeah. no, I don't even travel <laughs> for the time I did. And like you can pay things in the local currency. So I wonder if you could use one of those to buy from the .com um, instead of the .au. That'll still be uh, Australian locked. If you've bought it in Australia, it's an Australian geo. Right. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, now, Foxtel. Oh, it's still alive. <laughs> still kicking. Uh, it's become an M- well, becoming an MBN reseller. There you go. So they've started selling fibre to the premises. Broadband services. Uh, bundles start at $111 per month on a 24-month contract. Don't you love 24-month contracts? And they will include 100 gig of data, 25 down, 5 up megabits a second speed, unlimited standard home phone calls. Who cares about home phones these days? I had to get, <laughs> I had to get mine connected when I moved. I don't even I haven't even plugged a phone into the socket. Like you just don't need it. Yeah, but a lot of the plans are cheaper if you bundle or you get more benefits. Like we get uh, unlimited uh, data plus a home phone. But if you yeah. never dial out from the home phone, then it doesn't cost you anything. But your mm. um, your internet is actually ten dollars a month cheaper by having the home phone there, even if you don't use it. Yeah, who's that? Telstra. TPG. TPG. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. I yeah, actually that... rang, rang up a few years ago to get um, the internet put on. They're like, why don't you get the one with the, the bundle? I said, I'm not going to yeah. use a home phone. They said, well, you don't have to use it. But mm. if you do get that bundle, it's going to be $10 a month cheaper. Don't use the phone. And then you get unlimited. Mm. Yeah, like, you just don't connect it. You're, you're actually advising me to pay you $10 a month less. You're awesome. <laughs> Best ISP ever. Yeah, I just, don't, I just don't like when the you're on a plant or you're, you know, you're paying month to month or whatever and then prices do come down, but no one tells you about it. Foxtel's a bugger for yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, um, sorry? That's 25 Yeah, I'm on the $70 TPG plant for 25 down and 5, five up, 10 up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five up. So 5 yeah. up, how does that work for you? Do you, do you find much difference? in the increase yes. of the up speed like not for no. uploading no. things compared to adsl2 no it's not, not no difference i'm joking it's amazing <laughs> yeah it's great yes. oh, you look. can upload your youtube video so much faster it's like click half an hour oh done hang on that used to take all night oh stop it look i've i've, 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 I've got this thing you know michael it's from terrible don't get the nbn when it comes to your area glenn stay with adsl2 it's reliable it's so much better safe. i'm doing the like you know, you know, with this the, the the tech radio thing that we're doing with the um, you know, the AussieTechRadio dot com. Well, I've actually asked Mike because it takes so long to upload the shows, right? At two and a half meg up, uh, I've got on Michael from the you know, Aussie Mac Zone, and I said to him, "Can you open me up your Mac so I can uh, log into it and so download and upload these shows?" And so I, I log into his Mac on the MBN, like screen share it or whatever you want to call it, log into him. Then do what I have to do, and I'm out of here in like no joke ten minutes. Whereas I've with mine, I've got to do it all. I've got to just go, go upload, walk away for I don't know half hour, an hour, come back, and it'll be done. But his is just like, and that's the up. Yeah, well, so good. When man. I uh, when I end up in Brisbane, you can we can just come up for lunch and we can uh, yeah I'll upload. <laughs> <laughs> it would be now. Here's another one. It would be quicker for me to catch a train. To see you in Brisbane, upload the stuff and catch a train back. Have than lunch. Would... Yeah. <laughs> but remember, there was an also another an- anecdote about uh, which was faster, the internet or the carrier pigeon. 
Remember that yeah. for for like a, a terabyte of data or something. So they've yep. strapped the little USB to the pigeon leg and said, "Get out of here, go." And then what the pigeon flew to across town. Well, I think it might have been Sydney. Just flew only across town, and it got there faster than uh, yeah than they had to, could upload it. But anyway, but it was <laughs> uploading to the cloud, right? I don't know. <laughs> it probably was. Now, uh, getting back to Foxtel quickly, the, you can get faster internet speeds up to 100 down, 40 up, unlimited downloads, and a larger Foxtel bundle. And you can do all that for the special price of $240 per month. <laughs> do you think if you. <laughs> you I'm paying $100 a month for 140 Do you think that if you had Fox to, Foxtel, MBN, or whatever you had, do you think that you wouldn't say. Just give me the least package, the entertainment package, leave it with me, and I'll just go to Stan, Netflix, and Presto until February. Like, why wouldn't you? Why would people be increasing their Foxtel bundles? Crazy. Um, oh, why fo- do people get Telstra internet? <laughs> um, <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I don't know. I've got Telstra internet. But uh, <laughs> talking about internet. Now, before we left, David Toady from Telstra said that he he is worried about a new ISP that is about to launch in Australia. <gasps> oh, yeah. can you? Dun, dun, dun. I know it's exciting, isn't it? It the place is called My Republic. So, um, a bit of a weird name. You heard of that, Steve? Anyone heard of that? Donald will be happy about that, won't he? No, but I feel we've de- we've debated my republic a few times now, and it never gets off the ground. Oh, really? Right. So it's um. But anyway, I'll tell you the story then. Anyway, it's only for Republicans. Oh, I see. Right, right. So my republic wants to give Australian internet service providers a run for their money. So it's a Singapore-based outfit. It's going on. It's going to market. Supposedly, again, Steve, <laughs> on the fifteenth of November. What are you guys talking about? What'd you say? <laughs> Going to market to buy a fat pig. Oh, right. <laughs> um, okay, so you can get broadband products, blah, blah, blah. With the consumer broadband starting at $59.99, the bundle comes with unlimited data, the fastest MBN speed available in your area, up to 100 megabits. So the co-founder and chief, Malcolm, oh, here we go, Malcolm Rodriguez, said the company can stay competitive because... Unlike incumbent ISPs, it's not bogged down by running legacy infrastructure. Now I'm just trying to I'm just trying to load their website, but maybe it just doesn't on uh, Telstra because it's been doing that for five minutes. Yeah, uh, and so this is going back. He's going. They have old equipment and old routes, and they're not necessarily ready to throw it all out and start again. Oh, I hate to have old routes. We don't have the legacy, so we can take the beat, the best technology, the best infrastructure, and put all in the place. To and put that all in place to begin with. He said that My Republic would be happy to grab 5% of the Australian market share. Uh, they're having a soft launch. What the hell? What's a soft launch, Steve? Do you know? That's uh, that's testing the waters. It's like dipping your toe in and going, well, yeah, it's okay, let's go. Oh, that's, what that's what they've been doing. Just testing the waters. Yeah. Soft launching. Here's the webpage. Came up. There you go. Uh, yeah, so it's doing that. They will prioritise traffic from gaming services for faster speeds and lower latency for an extra $10 per month. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, looking for MBN from the 15th of November? Maybe. Try those guys. Have a go. We'll see. We'll, will he? We'll see. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, any more, Jase? What else you got? Well, um, Steve just shared one that he wants to talk about. Uh, Amazon shopping is coming to Australia. Say goodbye to huge shipping fees and product not available in your country. Disappointment. Amazon shopping service, that's for general products as well as groceries, is reportedly setting up in every state of Australia next year. The AFR reports the shopping giant will be selling and distributing online and setting up physical stores too, mainly in regional areas. Amazon were originally planning to launch in the first quarter of 2017, according to a report, but a six-month delay has allowed fresh produce to be rolled out at the same time. We contacted Amazon for confirmation of the plans and for further information. Keep an eye on Gizmodo. Now, I... I yeah, I, I read a, a comment from, I don't know, we were at someone from Amazon. They said something to the, along the lines of they just want to smash the Australian retail industry or something like that, kill it off or something like that. So, yeah. So, yeah, so it sounds like they're coming in hard. Good. Are you an Amazon uh, user, Steve? Uh well, I would love to have been able to buy things here, so it's about time. And I think the likes of Harvey Norman should be very, 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 very worried. Yeah, yeah. Because it is going to slam them. I think the likes of Kogan, they've been expecting it for some time because it was going to happen. But I think it's going to hit traditional retailers like extremely hard. Yeah, right. But they're going to also have not just an online presence, but apparently a few shops every every here and there, apparently. Will we get Prime, though? Well, I, yeah, for sure. No doubt. It, every country they set up in, you get Prime. Well, they've had um, servers in Sydney for a while now, a year or so, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's a different division, though. That's oh, okay. I've, I've kept... Every time I log on to Amazon, it's like, oh, hi, you're in Australia. Would you like to convert to Australian store? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to be able to buy things and download them and read them and stuff. It's the it's the tease though because you see all their products that they have and the fact that they will ship them like within the minute of you yeah. buying it and then they work out where you are and they go oh yeah no. So <laughs> just quickly tell us tell me what Prime is. Uh, it's basically like a premium version where you get things slightly cheaper, you get oh, things right. a lot quicker. Right. Uh, you get movies, you get like extra content. Um, it costs you a yearly fee, but if you're buying a bit from them, totally worth it. Okay. And you will a, lot be people, a lot of people in the US um, buy all their groceries and stuff from Amazon Prime and get it shipped wow. that day yeah. or that day. And so that it's worthwhile them paying $99 a year for the fee. Plus, they get, um, you know, the Amazon Prime videos um, and discounts on things. So it's worthwhile. Yeah, just yeah. free shipping uh, in some Yeah, I was, just, I was just reading that. It says. Um, well, this is obviously America at the moment, but realize you forgot to pick something out. With free two-day shipping and more, your shopping problems yeah. are solved. You get unlimited deliveries with no minimum order size. You reckon you get the <laughs> little spiteful buggers there just ordering like, you know, I'll have 50, uh, 50 orders of, you know, a Matchbox car or something. Um, but how would they, how do they do deal with free orders? Like, how do they pay for the postage? The postage delivery must be a bit different over in the US, do you think? So it's it's bigger distribution. But I mean, they're probably going to charge a little bit more for it here, but it's so going to be worth it. Mm. They'll have trucks in every major city and be able to transfer the stuff there oh, and then out yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. yeah once they get traction, yeah, it's totally going to... It'll drop in price, but yeah, I think it's going to... It's a good thing. We need it. Mm. We've been needing it for a while. 
Well, anything that makes things I think cheaper. They also, they also carry in their trucks um, goods and services for other people as well because they're just so ubiquitous in every city, everywhere, that other companies use them just for transporting the stuff in the spare space. They go, the truck's going to be going there anyway, so they can sell space for cheap to people and transport it. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. right. Oh, well, good stuff. Let's go. Let's get it. Um, hmm. All right. Now, what, have I got another one? I think I might have. More bad news for Samsung. Have you heard what they've had to do now? <laughs> they've, um, the washing machines? Wash, that's right, their washing machines. They've had to recall 2.8 million washing machines in the US. It said on Friday that it would recall about 2.8 million top-load washing machines following reports of injuries. There you go. That'd be no good getting, getting um, I don't know. Hurt by a washing machine. That the top yeah, of the stop, washing stop sitting on the washing machine for good time when it's vibrating. It's not good for you. The top of the washing machine can unexpectedly detach from the chassis during use. It's received nine reports of injuries, including a broken jaw, an injured shoulder, and other four related injury injuries. Samsung's received over seven hundred reports of excessive vibration in the washing machines or the top detaching from the chassis. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. What's going on with Samsung? Are they just like quality control just slipping a bit there or what? Sorry, they lost some... their way. Yeah, someone... <laughs> Do you think someone should get tap on the shoulder there? Like phones, washing machines? It's pretty bad. I'd say they would have. There's some people who are now looking on Seek. <laughs> For jobs? <laughs> yeah. All right, good stuff. Um, Jay, did you have any, any others to... Yep, I'll um, send through a link for you if you want to do some screen stuff. But uh, Just tell me what it is. Here we go. It. Australia's aviation watchdog has launched an investigation into a video filmed using a drone over a crowded Bunnings car park and sausage sizzle. <laughs> the Ooh. Civil Aviation Safety Authority confirmed an investigation was underway into the video posted on YouTube last week. The video has since been taken down, but not before CASA arranged raised a range of concerns due to alleged breaches of drone regulations, including using within 30 metres of people, use out-of-line sight and use over a populous area. Video depicted the story of a man in a hot tub who sends his drone to the Bunning Sausage Sizzle in Sunbury, Victoria, to pick up a snack. Filmed independently of the retail giant, the filmmaker reportedly sought permission of the Sausage Sizzle operators to zoom in on their stall. Casa spokesman Peter Gibson said people flying drones must understand their obligation to follow safety rules at all times. A busy retail car park is never a sensible place to fly a drone. The sausage sizzle attracts people of all ages, including children, and the last thing they would expect is a drone dropping in. If the drone flyer lost control of the machine right above the people at the sausage sizzle, there would be a real risk of injury. He said drones could suffer mechanical failure, be hit by a gust. Oh. I think we lost everyone. I don't know what's happened there. Well, we did. We lost. All right. Well, we'll just um, maybe the drone, the drones hit something or other. But all right. Well, we'll just wait and see if we can uh, get everyone back. The little, the little zoom conked out, which is no good, is it? Let's see if we. It's trying to reconnect here, but it's having some trouble. But yeah. So the drone. Here we go. Hello. I think we lost Glenn. Yeah, I'm back. There he is. I'm back. <laughs> I don't know you what happened there. I know oh, we got we nearly got rid of, rid of the drone story. Hang on, I just got to quickly just for the video. Just it says to... your network bandwidth is low. Oh, <laughs> does it really? You should get the NBN. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> say it that. Does. Yeah, it... it came up red and now it's orange. Oh, that's Too just soon. rubbish. 
There we go. Too soon. Yeah, <laughs> too soon. All right. Okay. I don't know where that story did you get. Yeah, we got up. Yeah, the guy he sent a drone down to Bunnings to get his sausage. Yeah, it had a little little plastic baggie on it with some money, and they said it had a note. It's like, please put sausage in the bag and then reattach it to the drone. Then he flew it back back home to his. Oh jeez! I heard. Um, was that? Uh, also another similar drone story. I heard that they're looking at, uh, say, like recharging stations for drones. You heard about those? Ah. So you fly your drone yeah. around, runs out of battery or gets low. You can find a recharging station, put it on, I don't know, drop it on it, I suppose, recharges, and off it goes again. Well, I wouldn't, wouldn't imagine these things cool. are everywhere, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But is this drones? St- oh, we've got a video. Is that a video? Is that why you put the? Let's have a look. We got a I video of the drone again. <laughs> oh no, don't! I can still. You're still there. I was hoping it wasn't just me. Okay. No, well, I'm going to say anything. Hello, you're oh. back again, yeah. I'm stopping you videos. The webpage. I'm stopping videos. <laughs> Hang on. He used up all his bandwidth leading a web page. <laughs> yeah, very funny. All right. I think we're still there. Yeah, we're still there. Look, let's um. Okay, done the drone story. Good. Get out of it <laughs> now. Um, Jace, did you have any more? Uh, oh, yep. Before my bandwidth fails. To the, yeah. To, to the drone story. More to the drone story. No, no I was yep. just going to add to the drone. Oh story. yes, add away, please. <laughs> no, I was going to say the uh, drone laws here are um are a bit up in the air at the moment. I guess to see where they go. Yeah, so I guess like yeah, one of my friends has just started a um, drone video business. Uh, he's registered the company and has done all the training and everything, so that he's licensed to fly drones and film video. Um, when and he gets commissioned by people, um, contact him and they're like, "Oh, we have a real estate and we want to film this house or this area." Or if they want to shoot promotional videos and stuff around the place, they can hire him and he'll fly around and uh, mm. film it for them. Yeah, so I'm not sure what the, the the laws are around all that, but you can see that they are becoming more popular, especially for news channels and news shows and all that sort of stuff because they've all got drones just hanging around all over the place with the, the high shots and everything. So it's um, well, they'd be fun. Yeah, they have to be really careful because a lot of people are flying them around airports and it's getting in the way of planes. And also there's been a lot of trouble, particularly in Australia, since we get a lot of bushfires around summer. People send out their drones to fly above the bushfire and then the, the um, aeroplanes and helicopters come in with water and they're going to hit the, hit the drone and they'll crash. Mm. So they go, we're, we were going to put out this fire, but we literally couldn't because there were a couple of drones in the air and it was too dangerous to fly there. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Crazy. All right. Well, I think we, I think we should um, wrap it up a bit there because I think the bandwidth <laughs> is struggling for some reason tonight. One of the kids must be on YouTube or something. I've been mean, uh, been mean to get in. Oh, it is pretty late. Been mean to get into that router and you know stop all Wi-Fi from you know seven thirty or something like that. QoS, that's the one. That's that's the one. I'm gonna get a bit of QoS action. Uh, all right. So um, yeah. All right. Cool. It's uh, good to see you again, Steve. Um, Thank you. Good to yeah, see that yeah. you're moving around and maybe uh, yeah, planting your feet down for a little bit at least. Anyway, so it seems like Victoria's uh, summer wasn't going to be hot enough for him, so he decided to move <laughs> to Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, so I've still got my speaker schedule being lined up for next year. So yeah, maybe not. 
Yeah, all right. So, um, yeah, check out the the SNIP, com. So it looks like a really easy way to pay your bills. And I guess uh, once you get settled in there, Steve, we might, we might catch up again and uh, ask you a few more, more in-depth questions about, you know, how does it all work and where do they want to go and all that sort of stuff, if you like. If you yeah, want, totally. Yeah, good, good stuff. Now, uh, what else have we got to say? Oh, I wanted to just tell you about this week, uh, tomorrow, because we record on Thursday. Tomorrow is the 11th of the 11th, and of course, that is Remembrance Day. So, I don't know how many people do the Remembrance Day thing, but it was on the 11 a.m. on the 11th of November 1918 when the guns of the Western Front fell silent. And that's why we all have a minute silence at 11 a.m. So, um,. I don't know. Do you say Happy Remembrance Day? I don't know if you say. Do you say that? I don't know. But anyway, do um, you? Hey, did I cut it out? Remembrance Day to you. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yes. Yeah, so anyway, so Remembrance Day tomorrow at eleven a.m. So uh, yeah, um, do what you have to do. Minute silence, bow your heads, all that sort of stuff. So good stuff. All right. Thanks, uh, Steve. Again, thanks for coming in, and thanks, Jace. Thanks for coming in. And no worries, uh, dude. Now, hopefully, next now next week I might not be here. It might just be Jason, Will, if they can, if Will can get his stuff together. So we'll see what happens. Otherwise, there. it might be Jace. Well, if it's just you, we'll <laughs> see if we can reorganise the time or something. But um, one one of the number two top podcasting in the world. <laughs> All right, good stuff. All right, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find the copy of the video on the YouTube as always, and uh, yeah. Good to be heard. All right, till next week, or whenever it might be for me. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Cheers, guys. Thank you.